This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Wash my hands of this weirdness. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. This time on a Thursday, June 4th. We're having fun. We're in studio. I'm with my co hosts, Ryan Wink and Tony Sanfilippo. How are you guys doing today? We're, I'm doing good, man. I'm How good. you doing? Good morning, good sir. I'm excited for today's show. Today's going to be a fun too. one. Ooh, yeah, I'm excited. Ooh, yeah. yeah. It's going to be a tigerific episode. It is, yeah. Did you say tigerific? Tigerific. You said yeah. tigerific. I did. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I know Tony didn't get much more sleep last night. What about you, Ryan? Nope. 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 All right. <laughs> we got a wacky day in front of us now. No, I think Ooh. it's good like that. Yeah. You yeah. know? You roll in with, like, no sleep. You're like, oh, here we go. What'd you get into? Uh, I hunk, I hunk. <laughs> I hunk, I hunk. I, I hunk, I hunk, I hunk. <laughs> I hung out with my dad. Oh. Yeah. So, good. yeah. It's late night talks. No, no cool, exciting. That's stories. exciting. Yeah. And cool. And cool. It's cool. very cool. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? Don't worry about it. All right. <laughs> Don't you worry about it. You're on a need-to-know basis. <laughs> nah. I had a good time, but nothing, cool. nothing crazy. Nothing crazy? Nothing too exciting. Fair nice. enough. But, Fair enough. you know, I, I like rolling off a little sleep. I feel like you and I, on little sleep, we do good. I do, too. Especially in studio. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it doesn't catch up with you in the middle of the show and find you nodding off. And, <laughs> uh, yeah. I think we're – He's got his uh, what is this? My that's my uh, kiwi apple. Your your apple martini. My apple martini. <laughs> we went Red. to the bar the other day and he ordered an angry orchard. <laughs> I know, and I'm like, I'm not a big apple guy, but yet I order angry orchard and a kiwi apple uh, Red Bull here. Little hair of the you're dog. You're cute. Yeah. Oh, you're, I tried. Yeah. You're cute. Thanks. Oh shucks. <laughs> All right, gonna ask you guys a question as I do every day. Let's go. Aside from the obvious, yep. what would be a reason somebody would break into a bank? Well, but aside from, the, from obvious, the obvious, like why else would you break in a bank? Um, I would like to break in for the gold bars in the vault here at Greater Nevada Credit Union. That's the obvious. Was that gold bars? Uh, no, gold I don't bar? know. Maybe a family heirloom in a lockbox? Yeah. Do, do banks keep a lot of gold bars in there? I, I, <laughs> I, yeah. I, mean, I don't know other than money. Like, what else you would yeah. That's the ob- Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to go family heirloom family in heirloom. a lockbox. I like that. That's a good one. Fair enough. Maybe a, a pen on that long beaded chain. That, that you they need just... to get right now. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, 
This is neat. None of those. Okay. All right. A California man was busted for breaking into a bank so he could use its microwave to heat up <laughs> Hot Pockets on Wednesday, and he doesn't regret a thing. Obvious. Quote, hell yeah, it was worth it. <laughs> the alleged snack-loving scofflaw told television reporters wow. as he was being hauled away. The man, who was not identified by cops, was arrested after allegedly shattering the window of a San Diego Wells Fargo branch around 3.30 a.m. <laughs> Surveillance cameras inside caught the perp entering a break room and using the microwave. The alarm company told police cops eventually broke through the branch's front door and found the man after he had spent about an hour inside. The man told television reporters he was homeless, and uh, I guess when you need a hot pocket, you need a hot pocket. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, and that makes sense if you're a homeless person. Like, it's a win situation. A, you're getting your hot pocket. You're in a. You're in San Diego, so it's already a warm place, but now you're going to have a place to go to sleep? Like, because you're going to get arrested. Get some shelter. Yeah. So There's I, nothing worse than a cold hot pocket. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Right? Right? So you cook it, and it's when it's uneven, and you get that first bite, you're like, oh, this is good. <laughs> and then you get to that middle part, oh, and yeah. then it's still ice cold. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> that Philly cheesesteak, though. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I'd heard separate from this report that when uh, cops were trying to enter the break room, he was basically like, F you, I'm eating my Hot Pockets. <laughs> hot Pockets. You'll never take me alive, copper. <laughs> I've got to eat my Hot Pockets. It's breathtaking. <laughs> oh, try. <laughs> Dr. Evil does it. Try the Hot Pockets. They're breathtaking. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've all heard the slogan, what would you do for a Klondike bar? Well, we know what he would do for a, for hot, a hot pocket. pocket. Yeah. What would you do for a hot pocket, Tony? Well, I would drink a lot of apple martinis. <laughs> we're, we're never, we're never going to stop. Yeah. We're never going to stop doing this. The, the Dr. Evil voice is just, it works on so many levels. I had a full-on conversation with your sister yesterday in that thing. Like, I'm ordering Dutch Brothers. <laughs> And I had a full conversation with her. She goes, are you okay? I'm like, no, there's a kid on a bike ordering a bunch of coffee. <laughs> I'm going to say something. Dutch, Dutch Brothers is the fakest crap you'll ever experience. You can tell it's a script when you go there. You, have you been to Dutch Brothers? I have They're not. like, hey, what's go how's your day? They're like, good. They're like, what are you up to today? And I'm like, you know, I'm going to drive down to L.A. And they're like, oh, my gosh, it sounds so fun. I wish I could go. And I'm like, <laughs> every time it's like the same script. And it's, it's like the fakest. It's super happy. Cool it, Blake. Time. I haven't had my coffee yet. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> One time I went through and I had Metallica on. Oh, yeah, Metallica. Oh, Metallica. Like, yeah, man. Like, I dig it as they're wearing like an NSYNC shirt. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yo, love Metallica. Love Metallica. Uh, yeah, dude, put it up. Put Whoa. it up. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Here's your rebel. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, let's talk about today's Christian Phoenix radio show on this Thursday. And apparently, I am not prepared with the buttons. So, Where's Cool. Your, how's your day? How's, how's your, your day? day? Awesome. Oh, your soundbite didn't pull up? Cool. cool. That happens to me sometimes, too. <laughs> I was so wacky. I wish I was on the radio. Oh, wow. You're on the radio? Awesome. Wow. Can I come on sometime? The third day. All right. Monday, one day. Tuesday, two day. Wednesday, when? Huh? What day? Thursday. The third day. Okay. It is the third day. We have an awesome show for you guys today. We've got the Darwin Awards. Always a good time. Celebrity run-ins. Uh, I don't know how many Tonys had, but uh, I know Ryan and I have quite a few, and good stories to come from those. Yes, sir. We have a very special guest. 
former Tiger King cameraman and author of I Saw a Tiger, Jack A. Warren is going to be joining us yes. at the top of the yes, second hour. Jack Warren. <laughs> we are rehashing an issue that came up yesterday, and yes. uh, we've titled it Ryan V. Nickelback. <laughs> We are going to attempt can't wait. to change Ryan's mind about Nickelback. Good and luck. Maybe half of our audience as well. Good luck. But, <laughs> but up next, as always, we've got Tony with the entertainment news and the celebrity birthdays. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Thursday, June 4th. Now, we want to hear from you guys. We want you to get involved. Aside from leaving messages on Facebook, we have set up a -a 24-hour-a-day, 7-day-a-week voicemail line called the Phoenix Line. Give us a call. That number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. On any topic whatsoever, you can rant, rave, talk about something we've talked about here. Uh, Tell us your love of Nickelback. Tell us your love of Tiger King. Whatever you want to do, just leave a message. But uh, we will compile those together. Put them out on a future show and uh, keep it entertaining. Obviously, uh, this show's lighthearted and, uh, you know, we're, we're having fun around here. But uh, it is the second segment of the show, and as we do each and every day, Tony is here with the entertainment news. It is Thursday, June 4th, and happy casino opening day here I was in just Nevada. Say that. Yeah, yep. they're back. Back in action. And then today's entertainment news was just pulled from the trash can. I just like randomly went in there and said, yeah, that looks good. We'll talk about that today. So with that being said, let's roll on with the entertainment news. Uh, The first one is we're going to talk about with things opening back up, obviously, here in Nevada, the theaters or the casinos are back. So theaters are not far behind. But one big chain movie theater company is fearing it's not going to survive the coronavirus <laughs> want to be like <laughs> not you. extra amped up Thank you, sir. and loud so movie theater chain amc has warned on wednesday that it's probably not going to survive the pandemic which has shutted its theaters and led film studios to explore releasing more movies directly to viewers over the internet as you know they've had the issues with universal uh, and their big feud saying well i'm not going to play your movie since you want to do video on demand because trolls did so good um, in the latest danger sign of the theater business in North America, which is under pressure even before the pandemic, I didn't think it was under pressure. No. Apparently, this article says it is. Um, it has gotten a boost by raising ticket prices and revamping theater, going into a more luxurious experience with drinks, meals, and admissions have been gradually declining since 2005. The box office has become more mostly to blockbuster films, sequels, remakes, and superhero movies dominate it. Well, yeah. Meanwhile, the rise of streaming services, Netflix, and a growing stable of rivals is providing new competition. So the big thing here is AMC is... This, the rest of the article just goes on about AMC saying that they're not, they're not sure they're going to be able to rebound because they don't feel enough people are going to go. And it's like, well... They have the best uh, 
overall, I know there's no AMC here in Reno, no. but they have a really good program. It's like, and it goes up a couple bucks a month. It seems. I think it was last at twenty two bucks a month, but you could see three movies a week, and you could see it on their IMAX and their Dolby Digital. You know, that's Twelve movies a month that you could see for twenty two bucks. Yeah, and it's Why smoking not? deal. I yeah. mean, you could probably even amp that up to thirty, and it still justifies if you're going to see one movie at fifteen bucks. If you're going to see more than two movies, it pays for itself. So right. you can kind of figure it out. But it's funny because while they are saying they're not going to survive, rival Cinemark theaters, they feel like they're ready to go. And, yeah. th- and even better, they're not going to require you to wear a mask. So you could, they're looking forward to opening up. And they said the only thing that they are ready to get on is get a rhythm of product cycles and have people come to their theater. So... Um, they're not blinking an eye. They're banking on 2021 being the recovery year. Like they right. know they're going to be in the the red this year financially, yep. but they're looking ahead of the big blockbusters that got pushed back and thinking of new creative ways to draw in movie viewers. So I do believe Cinemark's out here, correct? There are, yeah. Okay, yeah. We have those as well uh, in Fort Collins and Denver. and um, Yeah, so... It should be interesting to see what happens, but I feel like in the AMC one, AMC's kind of, uh, to quote Justin Timberlake, Crimea River, like, <laughs> oh, we don't, we're not going to make money, and right. everything's on demand. Well, a lot of movie theaters are opening up right now, but there's not movies that are going to the theaters because all of the studios, none of them knew when things were going to open back up, so they pushed things back. I mean, the soonest I think we're going to see uh, the big blockbusters coming back is what, November? Yeah, or, you know, some of the, like, Tenant is supposed to be really big, and that's supposed to be mid-July, and then Milan, which was supposed to open in March, got pushed okay. in the end. So we're not too far off. We're not from, too far yeah, off, so yeah. we'll see. And, uh, you know, again, well, just happy to see things coming back to yeah, somewhat normal. Yeah. And there was that rumor flying around that Amazon might purchase AMC theaters. Do you remember that? I do. I think that would be good. And I think AMC just needs to go out and uh, stretch and be imaginative out there and, and creative. Like, okay, well, if people are not coming to your theater, figure out different ways to do it. And I feel like their movie pass was an excellent way to do it. Yeah. But Amazon's buying another thing? It <laughs> does surprise you, yes. No. <laughs> Um, pretty soon, Elon Musk and Grimes will will buy oh, it Musk all. And Grimes. Musk and Grimes. Musk and Grimes. And TKX1572. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving on to the next uh, entertainment news. Uh, Marvel Studios is going to regain, regain Daredevil and all their other TV rights starting in late 2020. So um, I guess there was a deal in place, as you guys know, if you're a Marvel fan, uh, Daredevil, uh, Luke Cage... Jessica Jones and Iron, uh, Fist. and Iron Fist are all on Punisher. Netflix and Punisher. So <laughs> since they've all got canceled, there's a two-year dormant deal where Marvel can't utilize those characters mm-hmm. until that deal's up. Well, starting at the end of 2020, uh, Daredevil's the first one. So no- they'll get that back in November. And they also get, during that time, uh, Luke Cage. Um, and then they get Iron Fist and... The Punisher and Jessica Jones in February 2021. So all that will be back in the Marvel Universe. They'll be able to start using those characters again or hopefully just take these shows and put it on their uh, Disney Plus streaming service. Well, and there's talks that uh, Daredevil, whether it's Charlie Cox or not, is going to make an appearance in the next Spider-Man movie, which obviously comes out in 2021, 2022. Yeah, Yeah. so uh, that 
timing-wise, that makes sense. Yeah, that would be good. You guys know a lot about comic this. book stuff. <laughs> yeah, this is kind of where the expertise. Yeah, this is where like <laughs> the got... podcast is like we draw a lot uh, of that. And yeah, I yeah, try yeah. to try to reach out and find other articles, but I no, I don't just, ever find. Just you're just like you guys. Cool. No, I I don't know about any of this stuff, and you guys like seem you yeah. just know it all. Well, yeah, he's good with the names and the background. So Charlie Cox, you dropped Charlie Cox. Charlie Cox. You don't, don't you know Charlie Cox? Oh, Char- yeah, oh Charlie yeah, yeah. Cox. Oh, you, you don't know Charlie, Charlie Cox? Cox? Charlie Cox? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's okay, Charlie yeah, Cox, that's Charlie Cox. Cox. Yeah. Chuck. I called him Chuck. Chuck. Ah, oh. uh, that's why. He's Chuck, know. Chuck Cox. Chuck, 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 Chuck. Old Sticky Fingers, no. San Filippo. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys ever play the old Sega Game Gear growing up? I did. Jeez. Actually, the day I got arrested when I was nine, we had stolen a Sega Game Gear that did day. Did you? Yeah. Oh, that goes back to yesterday. And <laughs> I was nine. And weird in the whole sticky fingers thing. Huh? Oh. Yeah. Oh. Ah. Yeah, yeah. Re- oh. Chuck Cox, am I right? <laughs> yeah, Chuck Cox. <laughs> yeah, I was always blown away by the TV tuner, the fact that you could watch TV anywhere. Yeah, it back was. In the day. Oh, was the, the Game Gear? Yeah. Yeah, Game Gear had a little plug-in with antennas. And, oh. Yeah. I remember going uh, to San Jose with my buddy Jason Adrian. I think we went down to a flea market with his parents. Uh-huh. And uh, he had one. It was cool. We watched Monster Truck, Monster Truck Jam and WWF Superstars <laughs> on, on the Brother <laughs> Sunday, 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 Sunday. Well, anyhow, I digress. And the Game Gear is making a comeback of sorts. Um as a part of Sega's 60th anniversary, they are going to re-release it called the Game Gear Micro, and it's available only on pre-order in Japan, but it will launch, uh, Western release will come out as well a little after, October 6th. So what it is, is the fun size device, this thing is ridiculous, it's like a micro machine, like, I don't know how the heck you're going to play this thing, I'll put it up on the Phoenix page so you can see this, uh, the fun size device will offer a headphone jack uh, via USB, and it used two AAA batteries for power. Um, it's going to be about $50, and it's got a one-inch screen. I don't know how the heck you're going to want to play this. Is it preloaded with a bunch of games? or Not even really that much. <laughs> I think this is more for the collector, because okay. there's a black version that has Sonic the Hedgehog, Puyo Puyo 2, out- I mean, who didn't like that, right? Puyo Puyo, OutRun, and Royal Stone. So that's if you buy one of those. If you buy the blue one, you get Sonic and Tails, Gunstar Heroes, Sylvian Tail, and Baku Baku Animal. Again, uh, not <laughs> the most popular the Baku Sega Baku. games. Puyo, yeah. Puyo and Baku Baku. Baku Baku. If you get the yellow version, it's Shining Force 1, 2, Shining Force Gaiden, and Naizo Puyo. <laughs> so, and then, not to be confu- confused with Puyo Puyo. Puyo. Yeah, and I, I played the Shining Force games as a kid, and that's long. Stare at it for one. But anyways, I digress. That is going to come out. And then uh, real quick before we roll into the birthdays, um, since in honor of the Tiger King, um, there's a Tiger King update. Sheriff says Carol Baskin's late husband, Don Lewis, was forged. The Wait. wheel of it. The wheel was forged uh, by Carol Baskin. Mm, so, uh, <laughs> so that just made the news last night. Baskin said she had nothing to do with it. Oh yeah, and no. I don't. In have, case of disappearance, yeah. is what it said on there. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, and it says I don't have any comments other than what is posted at BigCatRescue.org/slash/Netflix, where you'll find all the documents. 
But, uh, yeah, so there's a top sheriff saying, yeah, it was definitely forged, and the signature was traced from a 1999, 1991 marriage record. So interesting. interesting as the story unfolds, but now we have to go to the birthdays. We do. It's my All right, birthdays today. Miss Laura Croft, Angelina Jolie is 44. Russell Brand is 44, man. Yeah. Yeah, you do a good Russell Brand. Hey. I don't I don't know what's going on right now. Right now. I don't. <laughs> Katie Perry Not left mate. me. <laughs> but he is 44. TJ Miller, former comedian. Hilarious. I think his uh, poor career, unfortunately, got railed off, but he's a Denver native. He is actually 39 because he's, he's born Denver? in 81. I thought he was Chicago. He's a Denver boy. Is he? Yeah. All right. Oh, Denver guy. Uh, Robin Lord Taylor, who played the Penguin in Gotham, is 41. Josh McDermott, rocking a badass <laughs> mullet from uh, Walking Dead. He's Eugene. He's 41. Theo Rossi, he's 44. He played Juice in Sons of Anarchy. Uh-oh. Dirty Dr. Ruth, when I was a kid, always talked about penis. She's 91. Dang, 91. 91. Scott Wolf, who was in Party of Five and a bunch of other TV shows. Wow, Scott Wolf. 51. I haven't heard that name. Scott Wolf. In a hot minute. And Noah Wiley, who was in ER and also in a bunch of TV shows back in the day. He's 48, and that is your celebrity birthdays for June 4th. All right. When we come back, we got Ryan with the Darwin Awards. Don't go anywhere, folks. We'll see you in just a few. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Thursday, June 4th. Now, uh, we're all over social media. Most of you are even watching us online at Facebook.com or on YouTube Live. Uh, we broadcast every show on Facebook Live, YouTube Live. We're also available every evening in rebroadcast on the AUN TV network, 15 TV stations across Northern California and Northern Nevada. Now, if you want to get a hold of any of us on social media, it's easy enough to do so. You can get a hold of me at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, with an R, or on Instagram at Christian Phoenix. Tony's available at facebook.com forward slash Tony.Sanfilippo. That's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four. Or on Instagram at Tony.Sanfilippo81. And Ryan is at facebook.com forward slash Ryan.Wink. Or on Instagram at NamesWink. Well, as we do on every Thursday, Ryan is going to take us through this week's Darwin Awards. Oh, good for you! Yes, it's time for the Darwin Awards. Uh, those stories in which people have um, eliminated themselves from the gene pool in wacky ways. Wacky ways. <laughs> Natural selection is uh, taking over. Taking over. And let's just get straight into it. On the 5th of September in 2017, in California, Fun-loving Cody Horn's last act was to pilot a golf cart towards, no, towed by a garden hose, which is, <laughs> which I've actually been in a car towed by a garden hose. Really? Hey. I've had a, I've had a, I've lived. Is your name Cody? Cody Horn. Is um, that you? Uh, do I, am I fun-loving? 
Always. I always. Oh, all right. You bring the fun to the show, my friend. All right. Well, no, I'm not Cody. <laughs> God. Gosh, my name's Ryan. <laughs> this was on uh, the State Highway 4 near okay. Angels Camp. Yes. Oh, yeah. I know, yeah. I know right with That's why I picked this one. Okay. Because it's close to home. Close, Both right? literally and Figurative, figuratively. Shout out Angels Camp. Hey, Angels. <laughs> <laughs> Um, My yes. guess is aptly named after this story. I'm sure. You got it, buddy. The call. Uh, let's east of Angels Camp. Yeah, the golf cart swerved across the double yellow line and directly into the path of a Ford truck, causing a head-on collision that instantly killed the. So he was girl. literally found on the road dead. Ford. Ford. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. We never knew thee. Shout out to Joe Wink at Capital Ford. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he loves when we talk about him. Is. He's like, I love it, man. Joe <laughs> Wink. Joe Wink. Beloved and hardworking, Mr. Horn left many friends behind when he drove himself out of his... <laughs> God. Out of this life. No reason for the Garden Hose golf cart adventure has been determined. Probably it was intended to be a harmless prank. Mr. Horn was loved by many, and we bring his premature death to the attention of our readers as a cautionary tell tale of a serious prank gone too far. Be safe, folks. Do not cross that line. The double yellow line. Yeah. Oh, Cody, Cody, man. That one's that was just just sad. It was kind of sad. Yeah. It's like I'm, I'm sorry. It's like they started the day off at Dutch Brothers and <sighs> like, hey guys, you have a great day. Be safe out there when you're towing each other with a hose on your golf cart. I mean, I totally want to do it with you today. I but I can't. That I'm here. sounds so fun. I so, I so want to go. I so want to go. Can I co- can I come? Yeah, you can totally come. That come on, Cody. Awesome. I wish I in could fact, go. In fact, you're going to be the one in the cart because, like, I just met you, so you should totally ride in there. <laughs> I'll pull the cart. Oh, Cody. Oh, watch out for the fart. All right. Well, that one was just depressing. It I don't, was. This next one might be too. <laughs> Darwin. Go ahead and uh, hit us with it. All right. In the end, cold was not the culprit. On 28th of October, 2019, in Japan. Hands are numb, but must operate smartphone, muttered 47-year-old Tedzu to his live stream audience as he skidded and stumbled up the snow-covered Shubashiri Trail of Mount Fuji. I wish I had brought heat packs, he lamented, and then was heard to say, wait, I think I am slipping. 62 miles west of Tokyo, iconic Mount Fuji is one of Japan's Three Holy Mountains, a 12,389-foot volcanic summit visited by religious pilgrims, mountain climbers, and sightseers. The trek is cold and slippery even during the brief summer season when amenity stations are staffed and available for the benefit of climbers. In the off-season, the stations are closed and mountain conditions are downright hostile and inhospitable. A winter climber needs the proper gear, climbing experience, and a booster pack of common sense. Tedzu, alas, lacked all three. Mm. Wearing street clothes suitable for a typical October day in Tokyo and carrying nothing more than a pair of climbing poles, Tedzu fired up his smartphone and proceeded up the Shubashiri Trail, which 
Incidentally, most climbers use only for descent. Live streaming for the Nico Nico video sharing platform. Oh, Nico, yeah, Nico Nico. 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 It's like Puyo yeah. Puyo and Paku Paku. Exactly. He entitles his video, Let's Go to Snowy Mount Fuji. In hindsight, the title implies that Tedzu considered Snowy Mount Fuji as a safe uh, as safe as a ski resort or Christmas tree farm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm reading this. I'm reading this here. Viewers began tuning in following his happy jaunt up the ash-covered trail. Ashes soon, soon turned to snow and then to deep snow. Tedzu's viewers were now being treated to a litany of complaints about cold, numb hands and a bitter lack of hot packs. Those watching might have started to feel a bit badly for Tez, Tedzu. This was a very good time for him to turn back and resume a life, keyword, of relative right. anonymity. A turning point, as it were. But the urge to continue, perhaps motivated by the reluctance, by reluctance to disappoint his viewers, encouraged Tedzu to trudge farther into obvious and imminent danger. Basically, <laughs> I could keep going. You're, I got my one streamer here on my Facebook page. Brother Cream's on the other side of the rainbow. <laughs> well, we my name's Ted. I see you on the other side. We know what he did for the gram. <laughs> Do it for the gram. I was one. Man, I didn't vet. Wow, <laughs> I didn't, Ted. I didn't. Old Ted. Poor Ted. Numb. Chilling Ted's Ch actually. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, do it for the gram. Wow. More heat packs. All right. I don't even want to dwell on that one. There's some bad Darwins, man. I, yeah. Darwin Award goes to Old Frozen Fingers Tail. Oh. <laughs> well, we've got about two minutes left, so uh, hit us one that's maybe a little more entertaining uh, and a uh, right. little more yeah. well-deserved. I, I guess that's not the... Uh, I feel yeah, like we should go warm. Are we going to Florida? South Africa. Okay, it's warm. There. It makes it a funny headline, but it's no laughing matter. The oh. elephant trampled and lion digested poacher had illegally crept into a national park with murder in mind. Why but do I picture a guy with a little mustache going, yeah. <laughs> I'll get you. <laughs> I was thinking about the monocle. Yeah. <laughs> he has one of those elephant guns where the barrel, like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just... Mr. Ventura, I'm on my way. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this guy crept into a national park with murder in mind. There is, for there is money to be made from a rhino's horn, and therefore poachers hunt and kill these big, beautiful animals. Poor rhino, sad victim of the human greed for money. Some rhinoceros species suffered recent extinctions, and all species are in danger. Trashing our irreplaceably planetary home is a Darwin Award in the making for doomed mankind, stupid sapiens. Human extinction? Bring it on. Humans are turning this... Oh, man. You know what? Boy. Did you get... I did not pre-read... I didn't pre-read mine either. I didn't pre-read these. That's why mine was like, hello. I thought... <laughs> so, so did he get the horn at the end? No, he got he mauled by tigers. Yeah, ele he got trampled by elephants and eaten by tigers. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. What a Darwin. Oh, yeah. oh, and this is one case where... Uh, Freaking you know, idiots, I swear. Mother Nature uh, probably did the right thing. Yeah. So, uh, in any case, that does it for another installment of the Darwin Awards. When we come back, we're going to be talking celebrity run-ins. Should be fun. We'll see you guys in a few.
Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Thursday, June 4th. If you missed any of this show or want to go back and catch up on a previous show, easy enough to do so. Head over to americamatters.us, click on the shows and podcasts link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, and you can get just about everything you need there. Or if you head over to wherever you get podcasts, whether that's Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, iHeart, TuneIn, I think about 20 in all, uh, we can be found there too while you're there be sure to subscribe leave a review and tell your friends as always sharing is caring well if the uh, last segment didn't depress you <laughs> you know hopefully this one will bring you up a little bit that's <laughs> 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 so loud that hurt my ears that hurt that. my ears yeah, sorry that hurt my ears was that you that was me because that was the peewee's playhouse thing and it just triggered that peewee herman effect and <laughs> In retrospect, I regret that. I, I should have turned I'm down sorry. the mono. Here. I know. I hurt my ears too. <laughs> it's involuntary for Tony. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, but in do the, you boo? <laughs> in this segment, we are talking celebrity run-ins, and so uh, I know Ryan and I have had quite a few. Tony, let's go ahead and start with you. That way, uh, you know, if you have had any, um, you know. Go I've, ahead and share. I've had a few. I will just start with one, and then we can go around. Yeah. All right. Cool, I cool. want to hog and say, I bet this guy and this guy. Um, it actually took place uh, at the Reno airport. Um, I was in line, and uh, this lady in front of me, um, which um, I knew her kind of like she was one of my friend's uh, stepmoms, but I didn't know her very well. I knew of her, and she knew me, and she was talking to me. She goes, do you know who's behind you? And I'm like, and I look behind me. I see this guy, and he's he's about my height. He's got a beard and stuff. I'm like, I, and she goes, "Well, do you know who that is?" And I go, "No." And she goes, "That's Kenny Loggins." <laughs> and I go, "The Footloose guy." And he's like, "Hey, how's it going?" <laughs> so I totally had Kenny Loggins right behind me, Mr. Danger Zone, and uh, he's he was on our flight and everything. So that was my actual like first just run in with a celebrity was Kenny Loggins. That's cool, King of the '80s soundtracks. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. That was here. Danger zone. Yeah, I want. I should have like, but I of course I go the footloose guy, <laughs> and of course loud and enough he that you? he could hear you. Oh, well, yeah, because yeah. he's like, hey, he's like saw, dude. What's up? Saw. <laughs> Danger zone was better. Or playing with the boys was a little more <laughs> my jam, but playing with the boys was more your jam. <laughs> yeah, with the volleyball. That, that sounded so bad. I'm, no. drink, I'm drinking apple martinis on the air. Oh my! Oh boy! Don't don't chica chica. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> what about you, Ryan? Any entertaining uh, celebrity runs? Oh, I've had a few. They're usually very quick, very brief. Very. I've quick. had. Um, <laughs> <laughs> why? Why? Yeah, you ought to. Uh, let's see. So I remember my my first girlfriend in high school. Her family used to call me Even Steven. <laughs> do you Do you remember that show? Yeah, Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf, right? Boof. And, uh, yeah, I had curly hair when <laughs> back when I had hair. You liked holes. <laughs> <laughs> he was in the movie Holes. No, I, no. <laughs> I caught that. I just wanted to leave a little silence there. Just a little awkward. So one day I was at a juice bar, very L.A., <laughs> I, the, this juice bar across from my house, and I, I'm sitting there with my buddy, and uh, 
at the counter at at the register, I see the booth. Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> he was working behind the register. No. Boy, his career really plummeted. <laughs> no, he was getting a juice. Oh, okay. And he's like, he finally turns around. I was like, oh, it's the booth. And uh, he finally turns around, and we just like lock eyes, and he just kind of stares me down. He was he was he looked angry, and I was I just locked eyes back, and I was like, what's up, dude? <laughs> <laughs> And I just stared him, stared him down back, and and he was like walking, and he was just he just was seemed like you know it was during that dark time in his life, right, where he was going through it, and you know I felt that vibe, but I wasn't about to back down. I'm like e- this is an even Steven face off right here, <laughs> and uh, and then so he's walking, and he just like he tries to like jam his straw into his juice, and he just spills juice all over his oh, hand, God. which made him even more mad, and he just like. He just like stormed, like just stormed out. Juice spilled on his hand, staring me down, and just like stormed past me, and then bounced. <laughs> That's an intense. I like that story. That was that was cool. Was this about the time he was doing those weird like art installations yes. where? Yes. Uh, yeah. Just do it. <laughs> You're like, just do it. Just straw goes right just. in. Shia, it just it's real easy, bro. Have you guys heard the song, uh, uh, is it Incredible Cannibal Shia LaBeouf or Animal Cannibal Shia LaBeouf? No. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, he does a, he raps on a late night show, too. Does he really? Well, I heard it was good, too. Really? An- another one, quickly, if I can, it was David Spade. I ran into <laughs> David Spade. Just breathe. It was so quick. I was just like, oh, David Spade. And then he was like, Brittany, Amber, let's go. And he was just with two young, very attractive women. And they're just like, okay, David. Isn't that so weird? Like, when you're a celebrity, like, you see people, uh, and it's not shooting on David Spade, like, personally. But, I mean, he's not the best-looking guy in the world. But to pull that off, it's crazy. The celebrity, like, some of the celebs you see, I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, I mean, David Spade. He's best friends with Chris Farley, Adam what? Sandler. Yeah. He's in, like, some of the most iconic movies. Oh, Did absolutely. David Spade grab their hands and walk <laughs> off? Or? <laughs> He's short. <laughs> I have no comment on that because I am not very tall either. So, uh, so for me, uh, you know, back in my time in Southern California, before my life here in media and radio and all that fun stuff, I was in the automotive business and I worked yeah. for Mercedes-Benz right. and had a number of celebrity clients. Uh, one most notable is uh, Sylvester Stallone, who Ryan right. does a wonderful impression yeah. of. <laughs> a lot of people, uh, you know, deliver him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's all you got to do. Yeah. A lot of people. So I, I brought him a car, and uh, he invites me into the home. And in his foyer, you know, he's got a huge, just cascading foyer. He has a 12-foot tapestry of him and Rambo. <laughs> and, like, him, like, standing there. And it was so surreal because it's him standing there almost in the same pose as him in the tapestry. And I, it was so weird. And uh, I mentioned the other day, uh, he's much shorter in person than you would expect. How, how tall is he? I think he's like uh, five, eight, five nine. Was something. he ripped? Oh yeah, yeah. He was. He, and this was in like the expendable days, so okay. he, he was in some pretty good shape. How was the the state of his face with the Botox? Oh, it, in person, it's even weirder than right? than what you see on because it's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight weird. Weird. <laughs> I get Botox. <laughs> so that, I don't do a good so, a slide, so I can't go So that's that. one of them. I'm going to turn it back over to Tony real quick. Um, one was actually at, 
he's not like super famous. I unless you know him, like uh, lead singer of Megadeth, Dave Mustaine. Um, I was at a book signing I, for him, and hey, I bought like his autobiography, which hindsight was kind of a mistake because it was like I created metal, I created this, I created this and that, and he talks really? a little nasally. <laughs> Hello, me, meet the real me. <laughs> Anywho, after I met him, it was cool. I'm like, cool. I met one of my childhood uh, rock guys that I was excited to yeah. meet, and it was he was like nice to me and everything. He wasn't rude, and uh, so. I go to the bathroom, and uh, I look, and I'm at the urinal. Dave Mustaine's taking a piss next to me. And I kind of want to- Dave Mustaine. Oh, Mustaine. Mustaine. Yes, yeah. Hello, me. <laughs> so it was just, I'm like, weird if my mom was still alive, because she always said, like, uh, I told my dad this story last night. Um, I grew up big Megadeth fan, and- I used to tell my mom, like, Megadeth, I will always love Megadeth. And she goes, one day you're not going to like Megadeth. She didn't really talk like that, but she's like, one day you're not going to like Megadeth. Like, I promise you. And I go, no, mom, I will always love Megadeth. And then here we are today, don't necessarily love them anymore. Like, I like their old music. But you're cool with Nickelback. <laughs> I know. Is that is that bad to admit on the air? Like, yeah, oh, I'm yeah. Cool. I'm, oh, cool. I'm cool with old Megadeth. But uh, anywho's, I digress. Took a piss next to Dave Mustaine. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, in my other car adventures, uh, one of my clients was uh, Ray Liotta. So oh. Ray Liotta, if you know from Goodfellas, yeah. probably one of the most popular gifts out there of him laughing hysterically. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just scary gangster movie. It's Ray Liotta. I yeah. love Ray Liotta. And uh, brought him a car that is probably the most advanced car Ever at the time. How much was it? It was a $120,000 car. <laughs> yep. Had every bell and whistle in it. All the bells and whistles. All the bells and whistles. And while Ray Liotta is a fantastic actor, he's about as dumb as a box of rocks. Are you serious? Yes. Yeah. So I'm showing him the hands-free voice control, and there's a little stock that you pull, and you say, dial number. She says, the number, please. Saying, call it out. Okay, five, five, five. dialing. Yeah. <laughs> three, 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 Reno Sparks Cab Company. So I tell him, okay, you go ahead and try it. So he clicks in his thick New Jersey accent. Dial number. She goes, <laughs> please repeat. Dial number. Please repeat. Dial number. If you would like help, please. You stupid effing. He starts for almost a minute just Are you going off on the car's automated system. Just yelling Hot and screaming. Head. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the thick jersey accent, too. Yeah, yeah. And so she just couldn't understand him. And, uh, yeah, obviously, it's an AI Siri. And <laughs> wow. Just, yeah, yeah. Ray Liotta. I, I'm sorry, Ray I was, Liotta. I was both terrified and entertained at the same time. So. <laughs> was he nice to you? He was, yeah, yeah. In fact, he would <laughs> he would call me every other day like, hey, how do I work this? <laughs> yeah. And Bro can I get one in yes, real yes, quick? Because I was doing tall, a photo baby. shoot one time with the, and my friend. He's like very intense, right? So when he's directing you, he's like, ah, "You got to do this. You got to do this." So he's in the middle of that, and we're in this little studio in L.A. And the door is open to the outside, and he's like intensely talking to me. He's like, "Sting just walked by." I'm not joking. Sting just walked by. I'm not even joking right now. And I and I'm like, "Are you serious?" And I run outside, and I see this man walking two dogs, and I run past him, and I pretend I'm on my phone, and then I turn around. And, 
and it was Sting, and I was so excited because my Did one he of my talk to you. I just said hi, yeah. but I was just like pretending to be on the phone, and I was like, <laughs> Sting, man, dude, what a legend! Dogs, well, folks, stay tuned. What, when we come back, we've got Jack Warren, cameraman for Tiger King Jay and Warren. author. Don't go anywhere. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. my hands of this weirdness. And folks, welcome back to the second hour of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. This is a Thursday, June 4th. I don't want to waste any time. I want to get to our special guest, and if you guys are watching, he's joining us on video. We have author of I Saw a Tiger and former uh, Joe Exotic TV cameraman, Jack A. Warren. Jack, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Well, uh, obviously for fans of Tiger King, and uh, there's very few people that uh, I know that haven't seen it yet, uh, you know, I Saw a Tiger is obviously the name of a, uh, probably the most prominent uh, Joe Exotic song. Let's play a little clip of it here real quick. <laughs> Cause I saw a tiger, now I understand. I saw a tiger, a tiger saw a man. I can give him a home. <laughs> so, Jack, real quick, just sort of off the top, you're obviously joining us from Oklahoma right now. Tell us a little bit about your background and, and how you got involved with. Joe Exotic and, and that side of things. So I started back, uh, I want to say, 2014, doing video work. Um, I was doing mostly commercials for small advertiser uh, for small businesses and different advertising things like that. Um, so 2017 is when I joined the zoo. Um, I had uh, responded to a, uh, a Facebook post on a uh, filmmakers forum where they post different jobs and whatnot. Um, there was a guy out of Dallas that he had a job over in Oklahoma, about two hours away from me at a zoo that I didn't even know existed, um, wanting to make a new Steve Irwin-based show about life on the zoo kind of thing. So I'm like, you know what, this sounds fun. I'll give it a shot. Um, I got an interview the next day, walked in. He asked me one question. Could I do the job? I said I could. <laughs> right on the spot. Easiest interview ever. <laughs> That's it was it was interesting. <laughs> That's awesome. Now to clarify, you were part of Joe Exotic TV, not the Netflix documentary crew, correct? Yeah, I was Joe's personal cameraman. Um, a lot of the uh, footage that you saw, the the archive stuff on the zoo, I shot a good bit of that, but um, no, I wasn't part of the documentary. And then, uh, were you part of Rick Kirkham's crew, crew, or uh, was that separate from what you were doing? Uh, he was there. Say about five years before me, so oh, wow. um, he had left. I, I joined. Um, I want to say like six months after the uh, the studio burnt down. Oh, um, so oh, I was cool. part of like the new crew that got that whole thing going again. 
Okay, yeah, so they wanted to continue on, but almost like a fresh start. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Uh, so how long were you there total? I was there about six months before I called it quits. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, that leads me to my next question. Uh, you know, I would assume that uh, the work there was pretty grueling. What did your day-to-day -day look like? So day-to-day, -day, um, we got up at, I want to say it was 7 o'clock in the morning. It might have been 9. Um, but we worked 14-hour shifts, six days a week. That's we it? didn't get a lunch break, um, and we were living off pretty much cigarettes. No kidding. And how about the Walmart meat? So the Walmart meat, I mean, um, I didn't have time to go down there and actually go through it. Most of that meat wasn't bad. It was stuff that was sitting out for like 20 minutes. Gotcha. People that would go up to the uh, the cash register and decide they didn't want it. They can't put it back due to FDA regulations. So it's gotcha. not that bad. And we checked the stuff before we ate it, but it still was pretty bad. So you did eat it. Uh, they would feed us breakfast every weekend, and that was what they used. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's your one meal a week? Yep. <laughs> wow, man, kudos to you for uh, hanging in there for six months doing that. Now, was uh, the time that you were there, was it uh, over the summer, over the winter? I mean, did you have to endure just grueling heat or, or you know, a lot of cold? Uh, I got there February, so um, in Oklahoma, that was uh, that's kind of like the winter time for us, um, and it was... It wasn't too bad, but it was it was pretty uh it was pretty cold. Um, and then I left around the summertime area, so it was starting to get pretty hot. <laughs> well, uh, there, it's obvious, you know, the reason that you left after six months. You know, I, I don't think anybody could put up with those conditions for too long. Um, tell us about your interaction interaction with uh, Joe Exotic himself. Was it uh, cordial? Was it uh, um, you know, did you guys go head to head, or was it just you know whatever he says goes? So I didn't fight with them very often. Um, I was there long, and you figured out like by week one. Um, you can't fight with the man. Um, he knows what he wants, even though he doesn't know what he wants. Um, every day he would say he wants something completely different than what he wanted the day before. Um, so it was one of those things you kind of just had to put up with him bitching and just go with it. Um, so it wasn't like a bad interaction. I didn't leave on the best of terms because he kind of screwed me over in the long run, but... Oh. It is what it is. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. Now, uh, we saw a little bit of it in the documentary series, but uh, you know, when Joe was doing uh, any of his pre-recorded stuff, how many takes would it take him to get something right on average? <laughs> so Joe absolutely hated scripts. He didn't want anything scripted whatsoever because he didn't want to sit there and read through it. Um, so he would ad-lib or um, just make it up on the spot. Generally speaking, he would get it right the first time. Sometimes it'd be the second or third. I say get it right, it'd be good enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you take a, a four-minute clip and have to edit it down to 30 seconds of usable footage? Sometimes. Sometimes it would just be a 30-minute second where he's just walking and talking, and I have to just kind of run with it. <laughs> oh, are you guys still there? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep, we're still here. So uh, we're going to head into the break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about Jack's new book, I Saw a Tiger, and more behind-the-scenes talk about uh, Tiger King, Joe Exotic, and uh, the craziness that exists there. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a few. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900 
extension 2. Now back to the show. And back to the show we are. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Thursday, June 4th. We are joined by our special guest, Jack A. Warren, author of I Saw a Tiger and former cameraman of Joe Exotic TV. And uh, Jack, I wanted to talk real quick about your book, which is available over at jackwarrenbooks.net. It is a behind-the-scenes look at Tiger King, but I noticed it's written in almost a a third-person, sort of a fictionalized true story. Um, Can you tell us more about the book and and, uh, your decision to write it in in that narrative? So... um... I wrote it as a way to try to keep everything close to the facts as much as I could. Um, obviously, I changed some names and whatnot to keep people's identities safe and whatnot. Um, there's a lot of stuff that goes on. The book follows my story from one of the day I got interviewed all the way to the day I left. Um, it is about 99.7% accurate. Everything that happened there is actually what happened. Um, I just changed some names and details. It's actually written more as a... Uh, kind of like a stylized uh, novel instead of like a full autobiography kind of thing to keep it a little uh, more interesting kind of spin to it. A little bit easier to read that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool. And it's available for pre-order right now. Uh, when will it be released? It's actually be released June 15th. It's about two weeks from now. Oh, nice. awesome. And is that going to be in uh, physical paperback and ebook or just uh, via ebook? Right now, it's just an ebook. We do have a paperback that is coming out, but due to the coronavirus, um, printing is kind of a little down right now. So it's probably going to be about two weeks, possibly even a month before that's going to be hitting shelves. Um, but you'll be able to find that on Amazon, uh, just about anywhere. Um, we're even going to have it up in like libraries and whatnot. So it should be pretty easy to get a hold of. Very cool. I plan on picking it up. It, it sounds like a good read. Uh, I, you know, I love the synopsis that you have up on your website. Again, that's jackwarrenbooks.net if anybody's interested in pre-ordering. Now, I'm curious, uh, writing this book, sort of chicken or the egg type thing, Was it? Uh, did you start writing the book after the Netflix show gained in popularity, or had you started working on it even before then? So I was told from the day that I got out I should start writing something about it simply because of all the amount of stories I have. Um, but it's one of those things. Joe's kind of lawsuit happy. Um, Jeff's not really lawsuit happy. But there's a lot of people that could have filed a lawsuit due to the amount of uh, stories that are getting out. Mm. But since everything that has come out with uh, Jeff losing the zoo, Carol closing down Big Cat Rescue, and all this other stuff, Nobody's going to be even focusing on it, so it's one of those things where everything just kind of fell into place. Wait, Carol closed down Big Cat yeah. Rescue? Yeah, she closed it due to all the hate. Oh, um, wow. so right now, they're only getting fed through donations and through her estate, from what I understand. And since um, the whole uh, uh, forgery thing being going on right now, she looks like she's probably losing her estate. So I'm pretty sure she's done. Joe technically won. what goes around comes around the thing I'm fascinated about with the Netflix documentary is typically when you watch a documentary there's the hero of the story there's the the person that you want to root for in this documentary there were no heroes everybody was uh, almost despicable hard to watch Uh, did you find that was the case in real life oh yeah the documentary is really tame for the uh, stuff that these people did um I didn't spend a whole lot of time about Jeff, but I mean, I know that he isn't the nicest person in the world, to put it that way. Um, <laughs> Joe is a whole lot worse than what is shown in the this, this show. Mm. Um, the employees, about 90% of them are all ex-cons. Like, yeah. three of my roommates were, uh, one of them murdered a guy, one of wow. them was a drug trafficker for the cartel, another wow. one was a uh, sex trafficker. Um, wow. 
There is so much crazy stuff that happened at that zoo that nobody even knows about. What about Ranky? Uh, I only met him like once because he had technically, he didn't like quit, but he was kind of forced off the zoo due to um, uh, his legs were getting affected from him walking around a lot. So he gotcha. wasn't ever there. Well, no, he's a nice guy. Yeah, he seemed like a nice guy. That's he why seemed I like, he seemed kind of like one of the same ones. The most I, normal, yeah. And I would say not because you're on the show or anything, but I'd say because you stuck around to actually document it and film and put yourself at risk around these people. I mean, maybe, you know, you'd have to put you guys like yourself as the hero of it because you guys had to actually live through that. And it just sounds, I mean, it sounds chaotic. I mean, even more so behind the scenes, it's nuts. It it was it was interesting. Um, I got to do a lot of things that I will never be able to do. I got to climb on top of tiger cages and like shoot. Like I was literally inches away from tiger claws. It was. I got to play with baby tigers every day. It was wow. It was a blast. That's both exciting and terrifying. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> did you have a favorite cat, favorite tiger that uh, you interacted with? I, I did. Um, we had a little baby uh, tiger named Sasha. She was uh, one of my favorites. Um, and then we had a little baby bear named Baloo. He was uh. the best. That's awesome. Yeah, you know, with, with all the craziness, you know, obviously the biggest victims are the animals and, and everything that they've had to go through. But, uh, you know, it's, it's nice to know that there are people out there that want to take care of them and, and, you know, sort of shut some of these petting zoos down, you know, just for the sake of taking uh, Tinder pictures. <laughs> so uh, as far as interactions go, uh, you know, you mentioned you interacted a little bit with uh, Jigsaw Jeff Lowe. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, any interaction with uh, Carol Baskin? Uh, I didn't actually like meet her, like and had a conversation. I've seen her um, in person, but that that was about it. Like we haven't actually talked. So um, from my first impression from her, she's a very scary woman. Mm. But like I said, I don't know her, so it might be completely different. How, how about how many effigies of Carol Baskin did you film Joe Exotic killing? So <laughs> when I was there, Joe was. <laughs> he was mostly high off meth 24-7, so we didn't actually shoot a whole, whole lot with Joe. Um, gotcha. He was around every, at the park every day, and we had to deal with him, but gotcha. like, he didn't want to shoot stuff. So um, we didn't do a whole lot in the effigies kind of thing. Um, there was right. a day they went out, and they shot some propane tanks. I believe there was one they blew up then. Um, we had <laughs> original studio. It was like an actual like wood building, um, and he would, um, they would shoot the, the live show there. And any time he would bring up Carol Baskin, he would get really upset and whatnot. And apparently he would take one of his revolvers, he had two of them, and he'd start firing it off in the building. There's Seriously. bullet holes all up and down uh, the, 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 the walls. Wow. They, I guess, salvaged one of the uh, green screen walls they had, and uh, they brought it up to the new studio, and there's just bullet holes all up in it. Wow. I mean, that level of hate is just, it, it's hard to fathom. Uh, what about Joe's paranoia? You know, it seemed by the end that he... Th thought everybody was out to get him. Mm -hmm. um, everybody thought he was crazy for being that paranoid, but the truth of the matter is there was really that many people that was out to get him. So it's kind of, I don't think they're out to get him 24-7, but it's, it's easy to be that paranoid when you have that, many, that much hate. So do you, do you think that he did it, the, the Carol Baskin thing? Do you think he the actually... The murder for hire? The murder for hire? So, no, I don't think he did it for two reasons. One, uh, Joe had an actual bullet with Carol's name on it. He was going to put it in her, him. he was going to put the bullet in her himself. Um, that was his last bra. He was going to do that and then shoot himself. That was always the plan. Wow. Yeah, so, and the other part is uh, Alan, uh, the, the hitman. He's right. a great guy to hang out with, but he's, he's, 
He's done a lot of drugs this day. Oh, we called him Mr. Clean because he looks exactly yeah. like Mr. Clean. Um, so anyways, he hated Joe from the moment he met him, but at the same time, he wasn't all quite there in the head, so I believe he actually thought that Joe had offered to, like, hired him, and then, I guess, took some money and ran, or I don't know what it was, but I don't think he actually it actually happened. I think it was just all in his head. Well, to me, it seemed like Jeff Lowe was kind of just trying to push that narrative. And oh, kinda... yeah. Oh, yeah, he... Yeah, he was egging it on the entire time. Yeah, I, I don't know. You, you, Je- yeah, Jeff, I got that vibe. Jeff Lowe that doesn't seem like a super trustworthy uh, no. person. What? Yeah, <laughs> unpopular opinion. <laughs> so, uh, you know, obviously based on what you said, you know, you don't think that uh, Joe was behind the murder for hire. Now, do you think he was responsible for burning the footage before you got there? Honestly, um, I didn't think about it until after the documentary came out. Um, yeah, now I do. Um, he always blamed uh, Rick Kirkman for doing it. Right. Right. Um, he would he would uh, get so upset when talking about it, and he would always blame him for it. But if you go back and you actually watch the footage of him and the uh, the whole um, him doing the the, the uh, video footage for the, the GoFundMe to build the new one, um, I'm not certain if he was on meth because I wasn't there. But it looks like he's tweaking. Yeah. Yeah, and he, and he, I don't really believe him when he's doing that bit. You know. Yeah. Just, <laughs> something's amiss. Yeah. yeah. Did you take any uh, souvenirs with you when you left? Uh, I took a hat. It's somewhere. I moved around a couple times, but I actually have the the Joe Exotic Live hat. Oh, now I got <laughs> peed on by a tiger. <laughs> no, but that that's funny. Um, so we had a whole thing going on. Anytime he would be hired, it wasn't if you were gonna get peed on, it was when. Um, and the whole thing was to try to go as long as you could. I think I got like a weekend before I got hit like three times in a day. <laughs> it's been uh, seven days. It's been seven days since the incident of being peed on. It smells exactly like microwave butter popcorn. Seriously? What? Wow. I, I did not expect that. I, I would expect that too. <laughs> Were there bets going down on the over-under when the new guy would get peed on? <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, we've got uh, just a minute and a half left. Real quick, I want to go back to your book. Um, you know, it, it looks like such a great read. It is a behind-the-scenes look at uh, the going-ons behind uh, Joe Exotic TV, what happened with Joe Exotic. It's called I Saw a Tiger, available at jackwarrenbooks.net for pre-order. And, uh, Jack, anything else you want to say about the book or say to our listeners that uh, it would either be mind-blowing or, uh, you know, just to help you out? in selling a few extras uh so uh one thing to kind of note is it is um it is uncensored um we do have a censored version coming out there's a lot of language it's kind of how we cope with everything um plus it was joe everything that came out of his mouth was a swear word um (laughs) so if you're sensitive to that wait for the censored version to come out um as for stories we have everything from a racist goose to uh the guy uh the there was a gunman that came into uh, Zooter's Pizzeria to uh, the time I walked into my trailer and found $3 million of cash on the table. Whoa. So, wow. Dude, I got to read this All book, kinds man. of crazy stuff that wow. happens there. Sold. If that isn't enough to sell you on the book, I don't know what is. <laughs> well, Jack, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, you know, We'd love to follow up with you after the book takes off, and uh, we all plan on picking it up as well. Awesome. Sounds great. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, sir. Folks, when we come back, we've got Ryan versus Nickelback. I'm going to go from Joe Exotic to Nickelback. What more could you ask for? Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a few. (laughs) 
unable to listen to the whole show, a recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now back to the show. And we want to thank you guys for joining us. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Thursday, June 4th. Now, we do want to hear from you. Uh, We don't have a call-in topic today, but you can always leave a message on the Phoenix line. It's a a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail system. You know how voicemails work. You call, it beeps, you leave a message. You can comment on our amazing interview with Jack A. Warren uh, about the the behind-the-scenes of Joe Exotic and the Tiger King. That was such a fun interview. Uh, But... To do so, you got to give us a call. That number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's F, uh, 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. Again, any topic, we'll put them together, put them out here on a future show. Now, in this segment, I want to talk about a, uh, a, a segment that we did yesterday. <laughs> a segment. A segment. That we did yesterday called Unpopular Opinions. And uh, I think I, I divided not only our hosts, but uh, also our, our listener base in admitting that I like Nickelback. I'm not ashamed. You're not ashamed. You and should and be. I, sh- I shared the picture. I didn't share it on the Phoenix page, but I did share it with you guys of me proudly wearing that Creed shirt. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> Creed and Nickelback, Tony. guys. Guys, there's so many. There's so much good music. Well, it, the point of this segment is Tony and I are going to attempt to defend Nickelback, not only to our listeners, but yeah. to Ryan uh, as well. I wish you luck. <laughs> and mostly I for the fact. This weirdness. Mostly to the fact that everything you hear on the radio from Nickelback okay. is radio-friendly, soft-pop soft pop right. rock music along the lines of this. Look at this photograph Can't. Every time I do it makes me laugh uh, eyes get so red and what, what the, the hell, hell is on Ryan's head? <laughs> this is where I grew up <laughs> I dig the prison and I fixed it up There was a prison in Carson uh, so admittedly, not Nickelback's best work. Okay, but it is red radio it friendly. The, it was and, gonna say it was one of their that was one of their big popular hits, so it worked well for money wise. It did. It did. Yeah, it, I, I'm not mad at that. Okay. I can respect right. that. So uh, Nickelback, if you listen to them, actually they are a much heavier band than you would right. expect. Uh, to the point where um, they wrote a song on the back of uh, Dimebag Daryl from Pantera, his death back in uh, December of 2008, okay. was it? I, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't remember. You're like, you don't know. Yeah, <laughs> and, you're like, sorry, guys. And uh, Dimebag's estate actually allowed them to use one of his unreleased guitar solos in one of their songs. Okay. So for the rock fans, the metalheads out there, this is a little bit more of what we're talking about okay. when we're talking Nickelback. I see Ryan grooving a little bit. Uncle Sam taught him to shoot maybe a little too well. Finger on the trigger, loaded, falling. He hit the stick so full of rage and left the whole world know it. Six feet away, they heard him say, Oh, God, don't let him pull it. Please, God, don't let him pull it. Why could you put us through it? Why could you put us through it? 
I see those eyebrows raising a little bit. We might have a convert at the end of this, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, good luck. Um, I was going to say, I, don't, I actually don't see Ryan like sporting any Nickelback after. <laughs> but, uh, you know, first of all, he's Canadian. Don't talk about Uncle Sam. <laughs> you don't have the right. <laughs> you don't have the right. This is America. <laughs> that was harder than uh, anything that I had heard from them. Yeah, uh, I'll I'll say that. <laughs> uh, and there there's a really good uh, the the dime bag solo they pipe in later. That that does make that better. So, and, and for fans of Pantera that know that distinct dime bag guitar sound, I mean it's in there and and it's. But I will say this: it was a Pantera. It was a Dimebag solo. It wasn't even Nickelback. Yeah, you guys true. keep talking that's about true. this solo, and that's not Nickelback. Yeah, That's just one example. I would not put it in my mouth. <laughs> 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 that's so, a Monday topic. Tune in then. So speaking of social issues, uh, a lot of their songs have to do with you know things that are going on around the world okay. and, and, and those sorts of set social issues, okay. uh, including this one called Never Again. All right. He's drunk again. It's time to fight She must have done something wrong tonight The living room becomes a boxing ring It's time to run when you see him I hear him scream from down the hall. Yes, yeah, that was good. <laughs> Talking about domestic violence and, and oh, you know, basically about uh, you know a woman who. Uh, <laughs> it's not going to joke about. This kind of goes back to the Darwin Awards. Right. We're going right. back to the dark. But words. she had put up with enough. And, okay. Uh, you know. Uh, oh no, I I, res- I respect the subject matter. I just uh, what's his name, Chad? Chad Kroger. Chad Kroger. I don't know. It's just. <laughs> And it is evident that he comes out of that era of the... That's good, man. I like <laughs> Thank it. Thank you. I could Krog... You can Krog it the up. the best of them. <laughs> you can. You can add it to the repertoire of characters. Characters. Uh, it's it's going to be a tough sell. <laughs> it's going to be a tough sell, guys. To, to, yeah. You're like, to bring... You still wouldn't put it in your mouth? I'm still not. They have a song called Something in Your Mouth. You really? look better with something in your mouth. Yeah. And actually, that brings me to my next point, that uh, the female rock fans particularly like Nickelback because they have some songs that are just purely about sex, just raw, unadulterated sex. Yeah, nothing, it, it nothing, nothing gets me in the mood like a little Nickelback. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe next time you're in the uh, bedroom with that special lady, you can uh, start rocking this song, okay, Animals. I'm ready. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, 
Did he did he say never gonna quit? That just seems like too long. He's never gonna quit. Like <laughs> now that you're in your, your mid thirties, it's like uh, I need a break to quit. recover. Everyone quit. Time. Yeah, like I need a nap. <laughs> we can resume did, later. Did he say he'll ask polite if the devil wants to ride? Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Just the just lyric, lyric checking. Yeah, good lyric checks and. Uh, so his train is coming off the track. Yes. But but her mom won't know that she's sneaking out. Yeah, and where she's going until, until she's pregnant. Oh, yeah, until yeah, the day yeah. after. <laughs> In the mom, I'm late. I snuck out. I was an animal. You know, he was going upstairs, downstairs, all around the town stairs, as you do. And he never quit. <laughs> the next verse has a lot of car euphemisms in it. Let's I, just yeah. say stick shift that plays a, a big role in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Um. It's it, like if there was the sound button. Herbert, no. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Didn't do anything for me musically or sexually. Yeah. <laughs> but let me ask you this. Okay. Is it different than what you were expecting? It is, man. All right, you win. Okay. It is <laughs> small wins. No, small wins. Small, small it is wins, different. It's only a win if all of a sudden you're like, you know, that's badass. I'm, I'm down. I'll start listening. And, and for those that have. You know that tune in Ryan's big on. You know, like rap is your yeah. foray. So trying to mix the rock, you know, no, it would be the same like with rap. You know, like convince us. There's always good stuff. I'm like down to on. do that. Yeah, but I, I listen to good yeah. stuff. You do. And Nickelback. <laughs> I'm not gonna li- like. I'm just. I'll be you're, honest. I'm like bad. you're not driving out of the studio. No. All right. Out. Well, yeah. may- maybe this next song will change your mind. All right, this I'm is ready. one of their most famous ballads. Okay. All right. If it'll play. <laughs> Look at this. Maybe it won't. Every see. time it makes Ryan laugh. Come on. What the hell is on the security guy's head? <laughs> I saw oh, wait. No, that, that was from our last thing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> see, this is just good stuff. Oh. Have we changed your mind yet? What, what Actually, if, you know what? what if Nickelback I, I, did that one? I, I do listen to that song on my own time. Yeah. <laughs> I know the lyrics. Tell all the hunters, <laughs> lay down their guns. <laughs> Tell them that the tiger needs a little bit of love. <laughs> <laughs> but in all seriousness, uh, they are also known for some of their anthem-type rock. Okay. And so uh, here's one of those examples. <laughs> I'm ready. Every song has that bass. Here it comes. This segment kind of reminds me, like you know, like you know, where like the young kids, like they go back and they listen to a band and they're watching on YouTube and they're like, "What the hell is he wearing?" Or like stuff like that. This is what the segment kind of reminds me of. It's pretty awesome, actually, <laughs> especially in the studio. It's I enjoy it immensely. I like really picking apart his lyrics in my mind. <laughs> What's well, good? Like everything does come back to just sex. Like well, we're gonna- I want to do a deal with broke 
Crow's down. <laughs> you got the Krogue down. Oh, I, 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 croak, I, I like I, I you. Krogue with, with the best. The best. Well, we know we know that he was married to Avril Lavigne. So uh, <laughs> he was. He was. Yeah, for a period of time. But he was a skater boy. He was. Yeah. But then she said, she said see, see you later, later boy. boy. He wasn't good enough for, or she wasn't good enough for him. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, we may not have changed Ryan's mind, but hopefully, maybe we changed a listener's and mind or two. But uh, when we, we come back, folks. Uh, we are going to have this day in history with Ryan. We're having fun today. Don't go anywhere. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. And we are back, folks, in the last segment of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Thursday, June 4th. We want to thank you all for sticking with us. Now, if you missed a portion of our show, including our riveting conversation about Nickelback, uh, <laughs> or more importantly, our uh, wonderful interview with Jack A. Warren, uh, behind-the-scenes look at Tiger King, that was super interesting. <laughs> I that, that was very interesting. I I, I want to know more. I, I had too. so many questions. Yes. Yeah. I don't think two segments was enough. Was, but no, no, yeah. It's all we got, but you guys can pick up his book at jackwarrenbooks.net yeah. and learn more. But uh, if you missed a portion of the show or want to catch up on a previous show, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to americamatters.us, click on the shows and podcasts link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix radio show. You can get just about everything you need there. Or head over to your favorite podcast place, that's Apple Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, so many more. I think 20 in all with more being added every day while you're there. Be sure to subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends. As Pickle, always, nickel, sharing is caring. <laughs> I gave both of these guys five cents when the show started, and now I want my nickel back. Oh, and I don't Why? even have the, the sound. Just back. take it. I actually I didn't give them no. five cents. Cheap, but I'll give bastard. my two cents about <laughs> nickel back. They suck! <laughs> they suck, you jackass! <laughs> well, as we do every day, this is the portion of the show where we like to drop a little knowledge on you, make you laugh a little bit. Ryan's going to take us through this day in history. From us in the globe, from the stories that turn the world on its head, it's this day in history with your correspondent on the beat, Ryan Wink. Yep. It's, that, it, it's that time. And it's Ryan Wink. That's me. And, Live and in living color. And on this day... You're going to drop us some history. Let's go. Oh, 80 yeah. years ago today, to rally the morale of his countrymen following a great military failure when 338,000 British troops had to evacuate Dunkirk, leaving neighboring France in the grip of Nazi control, British Prime Minister Winston Churchill delivered his, delivered his famous 12-minute speech, We shall fight on the beaches. Boy, that is, for, for a guy who only reads the headlines, that was a long headline. <laughs> I usually just grab one line. Yeah. And I grab I like it. No, I, it's I love it. Have you guys seen it, Dunkirk? Um, I have not. I wanted to see it. It's it's a good movie. It looked good. I heard it was good. Haven't seen it yet. Uh, it's a Christopher Nolan movie, so I'm surprised oh, that yeah. both of us haven't. Right? Yeah. Geeky nerdy guys. Geeky nerdy <laughs> guys, and we talk about there's not nothing we wouldn't watch with Christopher Nolan. But right. You haven't, we seen, haven't Dunkirk. seen Dunkirk. No. Well, maybe because there's no twist in it, you know. It's <laughs> 
no memento moment. No what a uh, twist. No inception. Uh, dream within a dream within a dream. I tattooed on myself. Never watch moment- memento. Memento. <laughs> Wasn't a comedian say yeah. that? <laughs> Just never. Watch. Um. Do you guys know what happened on this day in 1783? I think we're about to find out. The first public hot air balloon flight demonstration took flight over Anan. Anane, Anane, France. Sure. Ooh, Anane, Lasting France. ten minutes. Ooh. <laughs> but it's not as long as Chad, Chad Kroger. Kroger. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's where I was Finishing going. Finishing our... Each other's sandwiches. sandwiches. <laughs> oh. You guys want to go like get yesterday. a mess of sandwiches after this? Yes. Just like yesterday and every day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I Just like the whole space thing, I wouldn't want to be the first to be flown into the air with a hot air balloon that nobody's ever done before. Have you done hot air balloons? No. No. I, I don't know if I'd... I, maybe I wouldn't say I wouldn't do it. I would definitely try it, but I've actually never looked into doing it. Like, I think that would be you? a pretty fly date. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, I like it. it no, went, it was a good pun. It was a good pun for dumb. what it was. No, it's fine. I got to say, here in Reno, we've got the uh, balloon, hot air balloon festival every right. year. That is amazing to watch. And then, right. uh, you know, for us geeky, nerdy guys, they've <laughs> always got a Darth Vader one or a Yoda one. And so. GNG. Geeky, nerdy guys. <laughs> geeky, nerdy guys. And no nickelback from your friend Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Friend of the show. No yeah. nickelback, you freaking nerds. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. <laughs> got my back. Yeah, she does. On that one. Um,. You know what else happened on this day, guys? In what 1967, happened? the Jimi Hendrix Experience played a performance at London Seville Theater that was that was bold as love. Bold as love. Oh, sorry. Jimmy was like playing. He was great, and I smoked a lot of dope. It was great. Yes. Dope. You're calling it, was, it dope? It was a dope show. <laughs> I, know, I know you didn't actually smoke dope if you said I was smoking a lot of dope. <laughs> yeah. yeah no. Cop. Hey, are you a capper? Narc. Oh. Hey, you guys, you guys know where I can score some dope? Hey, hey. <laughs> hey, fellow kids. Hey, kids, you got to hear that. Dope. Pure, uncut, Colombian bam bam. <laughs> now, was that uh, an appearance where he set his guitar on fire? I don't know. that. I believe that was in the Bay. I think I that was in San Francisco. Was, yeah. I think he or did Oak. it more than once. Did he? Yeah. He probably did. Yeah. Toasty! <laughs> yeah, all that dope. All that dupe. <laughs> <That'll>... <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I love you. I love you. Oh, uh, another good music uh, moment. In 1969 today, the Beatles released The Ballad of John and Yoko. Or the last straw. <laughs> the end of the Beatles the, the themselves. The end of the Beatles. The beginning of the end. Unpopular opinion. I don't like Yoko Ono. What? <laughs> Oof. We can't be friends anymore because I'm a Yoko Ono fan. Unpopular really, opinion. I hate really her not. more than Carol Baskin. Really? <laughs> I think a lot of the Beatles fans would agree. She um, she was the uh, Carol Baskins. Oh. She, of the she, Beatles. Of the Beatles. She was Carol Baskin before Carol Baskin yeah. was Carol Baskin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do, do you like Yoko Ono, no, Christian? No, no. She still performs, and her music sounds like a cat being string. <laughs> Pineapple on pizza or Yoko Ono? You got to choose one. Pineapple on pizza. <laughs> wow. Damn. And he said he hated. Yeah. Hate. Hate. He hates I would eat pineapple bird. on pizza for a year. 
rather than sit through a single Yoko wow. Ono song. The Damn. man has spoken. He hates Yoko Ono more. Even than if you're on dope pizza. Even I, uh, yeah, <laughs> Even on, on that wacky tobacco. On that wacky tobacco. That <laughs> the, dopest of the dopes. Devil's lettuce. Yes. Oh, this is one I found on today. In 2002, Canadian singer Avril Lavigne Ooh, released yes. his debut album "Let It Go." Or no, "Let Go." Let Go. She would go on to marry Chad Kroger <laughs> of that band that you love so much Nickelback. He, he which will that which will not be named, named. Yes. <laughs> from now on that's how they'll be referred to on this show oh. that band though I mean even with a whole mess of dope on the brain I don't think I can do it no how about new you know it's national you know it's national hug your cat day is it you have a cat I don't I'm I a, had a, I'm a I, dog guy I had a cat named brother cream but he passed <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd love to hug the cream of the brother there, but uh, uh cream bro, cream bro. No. No, that's a good holiday. Take Chad Kroger, not cream bro. <laughs> Why? Brother cream. <laughs> brother cream. Wow, so if you have a cat today, be sure to hug your cat. <laughs> well, you know who else was uh, spent a lot of time uh, hugging cats? Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin <laughs> and her husband. And more her husband oh, than her. Oh, well, I yeah. thought you were about to play another I one. Thought, yeah, right. I did too. I thought it was going to be... You mean, <laughs> I'm cool cats and kittens. <laughs> or is it going to be, I'm Joe Exotic and this is Sarge. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Hey, three people, the three people that I would least like to have lunch with, Chad Kroger, Carol Baskin, and Yoko Ono. Ooh. Sounds like a nightmare. That would be a crappy... Just meal. That like, sounds like a sentence in hell. Yeah. <laughs> That's what was it, the happy place? Me. Yeah. Oh yes. That's the good yes, place. The, the good place. The good place. So yeah. what was it? The bad place? Uh huh. Yeah. That's that's a bad place scenario. Oh, absolutely. And Nickelback would be nonstop playing. <laughs> in Ryan's own personal hell. That is my personal hell. With that special is... appearances by Yoko Ono. Oh, Yoko Ono. And there was oh, there was the uh, there was this video where Yoko John Lennon is playing a song with Chuck Berry, and Yoko Ono's there with some kind of percussion, and she's just pounding. She's next to, like, Chuck Berry, and she's pounding this perc- And you just see Chuck Berry. You know, this is Chuck Berry. Yeah. He, inve- he pretty much was, he was one of the, the godfathers of rock and roll. Absolutely. Yep. And his, he just, he gets this look on his face. You know, John's just, he's smitten he's in love on a lot of dope he's yeah. high on lsd he's high on dope <laughs> that's my girl chuck and but chuck you could just tell he's like what the hell is going yeah, on because she's she's not on beat and she's just you know she just she wanted oh to be seen but oh that's what's so annoying about her oh when she, she was seen <laughs> she, her and john posing naked naked you know oh naked. wow yeah that was quite yeah. the uh but while, while they were seen, they should definitely not be heard. John, yes. Yoko, no. Yes, absolutely. Yoko, no, no. Um, also, I'll go. Uh, we have time, time for, for one more. We got yeah. time for one more holiday. This is a. History. Um, I was trying. <laughs> this is going to be a cheesy one. Let's do it. I like it's cheese. National Cheese Day. Oh, <laughs> that was so bad. Where's Pepper Jack, the, cheddar, Monterey, feta, uh, <laughs> cheese all day. The cheese show with the cheese band Nickelback. Tony's the Bubba of Cheese. <laughs> Bubba Cheese. Bubba Cheese. All right, folks. Uh, it is Thursday. We'll it be back tomorrow, Friday, Friday, end of the week. Friday. Hopefully, you guys will join us then. We're having too much fun. 
Have, a, have a wonderful day, everybody.